0: Yeah, Peach. College football. Jeff, big game. Sims. Third and 16. Ooh. Oh my god. Dump off. I mean, there's some hitting going on in week one. Yeah, there is. Scoreless game, Nebraska-Minnesota. 548 to go first quarter. Uh, Graham, big game. Mertz. Not great so far. we his receivers into oncoming traffic. We're going to get Not. somebody killed out there. 7 nothing Utah. Uh, we are tied Can up I at step 7. In for a second? Oh, yeah.
1: Here's the theme that we're going to run with. Money, big game, parks. Where the- Everybody's big game everybody's tonight. Everybody's everybody. Everybody. big game.
0: No, no. The qualifications for big game is you have to be like a former five, yeah. at least a four-star that's just been an absolute dumpster fire the first two years of his career. So we got Graham Mertz. We got Sims. Who else do we got? Well, somebody Sims? who runs the antithesis yeah. of that
1: is joining you up next, Cameron Big Game Smith, who is true. a five-star yeah, through but, and through, and is not disappointing anyone. No, no, but
0: he's the real deal, and he's a Chicago guy. So we love Cam Smith. You hear him on the BetQL app right here. You hear him on Stadium every single day as well. Cam, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great, and that's the energy that I look forward to receiving coming <laughs> on to the show. It's great to be back on with you guys. Yeah, let's start
0: with the Chicago Bears because I've actually been going back and forth in the NFC North. I actually think Jordan Love's going to be pretty damn good, but I think Justin Fields is going to be the real deal. Um, I know you know, the knock on him at Ohio State, he's a one-read quarterback, but I like the weapons that they're surrounding him with. I don't really know what the defense is going to look like, but how do you feel about the Bears coming into the season? Their win total around 7.5 right now.
1: Honestly, I think they're going to have a better season than what people are thinking with this Bears team. Obviously, you're going to try and see what the maturation for Justin Fields is. Uh, more so being a pocket passer. Obviously, last year with him running for his life, he had to do that because he didn't have anybody blocking for him. So I would do the same thing if I was in that situation, but still put up phenomenal numbers. But with the weapons that they have now with DJ Moore, you are going to slide Darnell Mooney back into a more comfortable position. We'll see what we can get from Chase Claypool and if he can stay healthy, one. But I think this team has opportunities within their schedule to hit the over on that win total. Honestly, this could be a nine, and bear with me, guys. Possibly ten win Bears team. I know I'm from Chicago. I get it. I'm trying to look at this very objectively and no Chicago Bears bias on this. But still, if it shapes up to for this team to really start off strong, I'm, I'm having them. Of course, the first two games they have to win game one, week one against the Packers. Like if Jordan Love is going to be that guy for Green Bay the Bears are just cursed with, uh, you know, facing Green Bay quarterbacks, so but I think if they start the season 2-0 and and then drop that next game against Kansas City, Denver will be interesting. Week 4, Sean Payton coming back to uh, Chicago. He's a Chicago-area guy, so I think the Broncos will be a lot better than what people expect and predict as well, but if this team can get themselves together and and, and pull off some role wins, like Ed Washington in Week 5, of course asking for a roll win against the Chargers in Week 8 is a lot. I'm not saying that they're gonna do that, but if you can try and knock off the Saints in week nine and sack up those roll wins, you'll be good. But that NFC North is going to be a dog fight every single time these teams match up.
2: Yeah, Cam, if the Bears, if they win nine, maybe even ten games, what do you see as the better futures bet? Would it be Eberflus to win coach of the year or do you take a stab at Fields to win M V
1: P no, I actually think uh, Fields winning MVP w- would be the move for me in that one. Um, you have so many coaches out here in the NFL that are phenomenal coaches, and I think that Eberflus would get some nods within that conversation, but if you're asking for nine or seeing maybe nine or ten wins with this Bears team, that means, one, that Justin Fields is doing a phenomenal job throwing the ball. That means he's connecting with Darnell Mooney. That means he's connecting with D.J. Moore, especially some of those plays that we saw um, in the preseason with D.J. Moore, of him just making plays after the catch and turning them into touchdowns. Right. I mean that always helps with the highlight reel. And of course he's a young quarterback. Like he's he's a great marketable guy. And so we're gonna have him doing what he should do in the passing game, but then also using his feet, because we're not gonna say he's gonna be predominantly a pocket passer. If he is, then the Bears are not using them right in that offensive system. But if he's having the passing touchdowns, if he's having the rush yards along with some rushing touchdowns, along with some of the prime time games with his team can really show what they can do and as I mentioned, try and pull off some upsets here and there, then yeah, he'll definitely be in the running for MVP. So I will put more money and really all of my money on fields being in the MVP conversation if this Bears can definitely get 10 wins.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. Moving over to the AFC, I think we're all fascinated with the AFC North because you can make the case for all four teams to win 10 games or maybe be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, Who do you like in the AFC North? We're pretty high on the Ravens. Obviously, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. The Browns have Deshaun Watson and the Steelers. A lot of fun in the preseason. Who do you like in the North this year?
1: You know what? I like Baltimore in the north. I think Cincinnati I like is going to have camp. situation. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's why yeah. we're all connected, yeah. man. That's My why man. I love coming on the show because <laughs> it's, it's easy connection and we vibe together. But I'm, I'm really concerned about Joe Burrow and the calf injury, right? Um, if you let Jamar Chase tell it, he wants to have Burrow sit out in week one against the, the Browns. And you know what? I would too because Miles Garrett is coming after you and that's going to be a road game and that's not going to be anything that's going to be nice that you want to involve yourself with, especially with a calf that uh, has some issues, right? So um, I'm worried about Cincinnati in the early part of the season. I think they have enough chemistry to get themselves together as the schedule moves forward, probably more so towards about week five, week six, we'll see them really hit their stride, but it's Lamar Jackson. It's this, this, this touted, you know, passing attack that they're going to go with now instead of having Lamar use his legs. And that's a smart move. I mean, the, the guy signed for a bag in the off season, and, and well-deserved. He de- deserves every single penny of the new contract that he got. And, you know, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh does not want him out there running the football and making plays with his legs. And it's a big reason why Lamar hasn't been healthy the past couple of years because he's constantly put this offense on his back to make plays, but you think with Mark Andrews, hopefully we see Odell Beckham Jr. return to back to a guy that we saw maybe, maybe as a Cleveland Brown back in 2019 if he can stay healthy because the one that was the last time we saw him healthy and really play the majority of the season, but then also put up big numbers. But if if those things align with this team, then you're looking at the Baltimore Ravens being atop the AFC North. So I like them, and of course you you can never count out their defense as well. Baltimore brings that every single week, so I, I like the Ravens cam
2: nfc east they had three teams that made the playoffs last year haven't had a repeat division winner since 2003 a lot of people think the eagles could buck that trend i'm one of those people i'm not high on dallas this year ryan likes dallas i'm actually kind of high on the commanders i think they could be a sneaky team to watch this season your thoughts on the nfc east who are some teams that you like who are some teams that you don't like
1: oh man pj you are reading my book right now man (laughs) because i actually like the commanders as well Uh, it's going to be, they're going to be a part of a handful of teams that really surprise people. And I, I talked about the Denver Broncos being one of those surprises, of course, the Chicago Bears with them hitting the over on the win total at seven and a half, seeing them win nine, maybe 10 games. But the commanders are a team defensively, but more so offensively, that's going to put you into some difficult situations, especially when they get you at home. Um, you, you hope that their success means that Sam Howe is somewhat managing the game right and getting the ball to his receivers that he has with Terry McLaurin and of course Jahan Dotson, who I love as a wideout. He's one of the best ones um, in terms of the young wideouts in the game. So I I can see the commanders um, opening up and and really surprising some teams in certain weeks. But honestly, I think it's a repeat for the Eagles. As much as I want to go the Dallas Cowboys way way, and and I will say this, I'm I'm sure um, a lot of my family that's from Dallas, Texas and Tyler, Texas. I really hate me right now. I'm probably going to get some texts in a little bit, <laughs> but I can't see the Cowboys dethroning the Eagles in this East. So make it back to back division crowns for the Eagles. They, they just have too much guys. I mean, you can throw out, you know, how Dallas has improved with their receiving group, which is very much improved, even though with the loss of Dalton Schultz, that's a huge loss, but Hopefully, Brandon Cooks within this passing attack with Dak Prescott can really get back to the guy that we saw shades of in New Orleans and also uh, with the Houston Texans. But Mike McCarthy wants to run the football. He doesn't want to have Dak in these situations where he's throwing double-digit interceptions. Right um, when we see double-digit interceptions like we see like we saw last year from Dak, that's not good for the Dallas Cowboys. And so it just puts more pressure on a very good defense to uh, to hold their own to make sure that the Cowboys can stay in games and, and get wins. That's asking a lot for them when they match up against the Philadelphia Eagles. And just the Eagles have too much on both sides of the football. I know Miles Sanders was a big loss to their run game, but when you got Jalen Hurts, you know, it, 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 you can do anything you want with that guy. It feels like he's a creative player that's like at a 99, he's unbelievable with what he can do. So um, it it is a division that will be the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm really not expecting much from the New York Giants, especially with a team that, when you look at it, Darren Waller is your wide receiver one, and he's a tight end. So when you're coming into a season like that, with pressure on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, you know you don't know where his head is. Of course, he's going to go out and compete, but he's looking to the future. Um, So I'm not sure on what the Giants are going to bring within this division, but the commanders will be tough, um, especially when they get into division play against these other teams. But the East is going to be Philly again. Cam,
0: it's funny, when we talk about the NFC West, there's really two teams that anybody makes the case for. It's either San Francisco, can Brock Purdy get it done again, or it's the Seattle Seahawks, can Geno do it again? And I like Geno, I like Seattle, but I don't know, man. San Francisco on the defensive side of the ball, especially if Nick Bosa shows up week one, he's the best pass rusher. Who do you like, or do you maybe have a surprise team with the Rams and the Cardinals in the
1: West? I'm really starting to lean more towards Seattle side. Yeah. I, I'm not sold on Brock Purdy yet. I know guys that Kyle Shanahan has designed this offense to e- where either one of us can go in and play quarterback and make this thing work, right? I mean when you have the weapons like a Devo Samuel and a George Kittle and a Brandon Ayuk and of course Christian McCaffrey. All you have to do is just play turnover free football if you're Brock Purdy, but he's coming off the elbow surgery. We don't know what he's gonna be like with that pressure in front of his face. You know, teams are gonna really try and test him early with some of the defensive fronts and some blitzes and just mixing some things up. But i got to go with more so I feel the confident team and the the team that's more put together that's honestly using the, the the shade and the hate that they're getting within this own division, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seahawks with Geno Smith, that can he be a guy that leads the NFL in completion percentage again for back-to-back seasons? It's possible, but still, he's still coming with a lot of weapons within that wide receiver group. Of course, with the running back game, um, and Penny and Kenneth Walker III, so – Seattle is a team that on both sides of the football, you really have to get a good night's sleep and you really have to game plan for, especially playing them against them uh, up there in Seattle. So I actually like the Seahawks to uh, to take this division. And that that might that may shock some people, but at the same time, though, I think there's going to be regression with the Brock Purdy. Cam, okay, let's talk some college
2: football. Big Ten's got three of the best teams in the sport this year. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Who do you think wins the conference? And do you think that maybe a Wisconsin or maybe an Iowa's worth a bet out of the Big Ten West?
1: You know what, that is such wishful thinking right there to think that Wisconsin and Iowa will be there for that, uh, for the overall Big Ten title, but in the West, though, uh, it's got to be, hopefully, you would think that Iowa would be that team with a sound defense. They, they pride themselves on that side of the football year in and year out, and we're going to see what Cade McNamara can do with this team. I mean, finally, Iowa has a, a quarterback that is uh, more than just a one-trick pony, right? I mean, McNamara's proven himself in his time in Michigan and and I'm sure Iowa Hawkeye fans are hoping that he can lead that offense, but honestly it's it's going to be Michigan-Ohio State. I think Michigan is a team that um, this season hopefully steps into who they should be and and they better with J.J. McCarthy at quarterback and and the weapons that they have on that side of the football with Blake Corum coming back because I'll tell you this, Blake Corum is not coming back again. (laughs) He's going to make sure that he gets back his draft stock that he had last year but it fell because of the knee injury and he had to return to school. So I have Michigan being that team uh, coming out of the Big Ten and honestly being in the uh, CFP once again. Can we got to talk
0: about the main event, heavyweight fight of the weekend, Ball State in Kentucky. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Florida State LSU Sunday night. We can't get the three with Florida State. Where, which way are you leaning or do you got to play in the game? Do you like the over, the under? What do you like, Florida State LSU, the game of the
1: weekend? Yeah. I like the over on this one. I think the energy will be supremely high. These players are coming into this matchup, understanding that all eyes will be on them, especially LSU because they can play that underdog card uh, when it comes to just college football talk or even SEC talk, right? Because all the talk in the SEC is Georgia, and rightfully so. I mean, the back-to-back defending national champions and are very well looking like they could 3 threepeat. But LSU has high octane and firepower on the offensive end. They have some playmakers on that defensive side of the football that could give you fits. But I'm a guy that wants to see offense. We've been waiting for college football. I'm taking the over because it's going to be electric in that matchup with LSU and Florida State. I'm not expecting anything less.
0: I can't wait. All right, before we let you go, you got to give us uh, your prediction. Who wins the national title this year?
1: Come on, guys. eh? It's, it's tough to go against Georgia, man. It, it really, really is. I hate to sound like Chalky White on this when going yeah. with the Chalky pick, but they have everything that you need with that football program. Of course, Carson Beck, there are question marks with him and what he's going to look like, but it's a similar situation with Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers and that offense. Like He has all the skill players just to be able to cover him in certain situations. It's just like, don't get outside of yourself Just play within the system. Don't try and think you're going to be a Heisman winner. Just get the ball to our playmakers like Mr. Bowers that is going to run over people, right? So I think Georgia is going to be primed to win their third straight national championship. But I will say this, though. I don't know how the hell Kirby Smart worked it out, but I believe the first 10 games, I think eight of those 10 games are home games. So they're going to be cruising uh, for the early part of their season, and their real test doesn't come against Tennessee, which comes on the road. But I think that that could be detrimental to any success that Georgia will have when you talk SEC championship, because we know LSU or maybe Alabama will be waiting there, but definitely for the CFP, because you don't want to have a cupcake schedule like they have, but still um, maybe there's some confidence there, and I'm sure there's some confidence there with Kirby Smart and his players that it doesn't matter who they schedule, they're going to be there when the dust settles hosting up that national championship trophy. So, sorry guys, I couldn't give you anything more with nope. more value, more juice, but I got to go with the Chalky hey. cake man. I'm going with Georgia, so. not I'm not sure, it, if, you guys, I'm not sure if you guys are Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire fans, but remember uh, Chalky White from that oh, episode. Yeah. So, so I always call myself Chalky White. With those <laughs> Thanks
0: so much. That's Cameron Smith, Chicago native. You hear about Stadium, the BetQL app. I got
1: throughout Chicago. I because hey I'm from there too. Cap, thanks so much, man. We'll talk again soon. BetMGM tonight. We're back next.